Welcome to Acts of Grace Church. I am redoing all of my sermons um, for the website and for the podcast that I'm, I'm we're working on. We're pro hoping to be on Spotify and maybe a few other platforms. Um, so what happened? Why are we relaunching? In November of last year, 2022, uh, we were in a strip mall and the sweepstakes place was, uh, had been shut down most of the time that we were there. And they came back in, they got around the, the, the uh, state law and opened back up. And they were allowed to smoke in there because of, um, they, they considered themselves a private club, I guess. And so North Carolina state law says, well, you can, you can smoke in a private club. And so literally the, the smoke was just pouring into into our space and I, I just we couldn't take it anymore so we had to shut down and it took forever to find somewhere where we could uh, meet again so we're opening back up we opened back up August 6th of 2023 and uh, let's I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and start and open us in prayer Heavenly Father I thank you Lord for this platform. I thank you, Lord, for the ability to be able to be heard by people who may not ever get to get into a church. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come, go before me, come and dwell inside of me and speak through me, Lord, always. Surround me, Lord, that I would not speak out anything that is not of you. Lead me and guide me through this recording and and bless every hearer of this prayer and recording. I thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing, and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, uh, I'm not sure if I introduced myself. I don't remember if I did. Uh, my name is Carrie Wetzel. I am the pastor of Acts of Grace Church. And we are an independent, non-denominational church. And if you're curious about what that means, I get it. That's a very nondescript uh, definition. So, what we believe here at Acts of Grace Church is we believe in the we believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and. We also believe that the Bible is the inerrant, sacred word of God. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to start with that. That's part of this introduction to us, is, is understanding the Bible and what it is and what it's for. And um, I, I hear this all the time. Uh, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus or one or the other, but I don't believe what the Bible says. I don't believe in the Bible. And here's my response to that. If you don't believe the Bible is the living word of God, then what do you believe? Because it is through the Bible that we learn who God is. Every sermon is based out of the Bible every or it should be and if it's not there's a problem you need to run from that church um years ago when I was in college I was on a quest 
to know God. And during that time, I took a bunch of classes as, as electives that were about religion. So I took, um, I know I took like world religions and histories of religions. I took like the world religions class was when I found out how many very weird religions there were. Um, I, I was, I was searching for God. That was, this is when I was, I was doing it. You'll hear this on the next one. It's where I talk about my testimony. Um, but I was in a search for God. And so I've seen so many different ways that people try to find God. But what you need to understand is there is only way, one way there's, sorry, there's only one way. Um, and that's through Jesus. The Bible says clearly that there is one way to God. And it is truth. The Bible is truth. It is inerrant, which means that there are no errors. Many people try to find errors. They talk about, oh, I found an error. When they do that, my first thought is, you have not studied the Bible. You have not read the entire Bible. You don't know what you're talking about. And you're out there spouting stuff that you don't even know what you're talking about. And so never listen to somebody who's, who's like, oh, I found an error. No, they, they have no idea what they're talking about. Now, the word of God is truth. It is inerrant, which means there are no errors. If you deny the Bible is true, then you are denying God's own claim for the Bible. You are denying what Holy Spirit, who is the actual author of the Bible, says about Scripture. And he says in Scripture that all Scripture was given by inspiration from God. Now, there were many people who wrote the Bible, but they are not the author. They were men of God who were hearers of God and they carried Holy Spirit. And so they wrote what Holy Spirit told them. Now, everybody has the ability to hear Holy Spirit. It's just they have to, there, there's a process that has to happen for you to be able to hear God. And that is you have to be close to God. You have to be spending time with him. If, if God, okay, think about this. If you had a friend that you never saw and that never spent time with you, how close would you be to them? You wouldn't be very close to them, right? We are acquaintance. We have acquaintances. We have people that maybe we see on Facebook, but we don't actually know them. And then we have people that we are very close to. The ones that we are very close to, how much time do we spend with them? I want you to really think about that because that's the kind of relationship that you have to have with God to hear him. You have to spend time with him. And it's not just, oh, Lord, here's my prayer list. It's, what do you want, Lord? What is your plan for me? You have to sit there and you have to listen. So I'm going to...
there, I will do a sermon later on hearing God and what that entails, but that's, that's really where, where you have to, to start your journey. Now, every time someone denies that the word of God is true is an invalidation of when the word says, thus saith the Lord. Because then you're denying the power of God over his revelation knowledge. This takes away God's authority and now you become the judge of the Bible. Understand that this is Satan's favorite tactic to undermine God's sovereign authority. And he started this tactic in the garden. Now in Genesis 3, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Now this serpent's going to be talking. It's not actually a snake. It's actually Satan. Because you have to understand that when the when Genesis was going on, people saw God. God walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. I believe, this is just my belief, I believe that this was whenever God comes in human form and looks like another human, it is Jesus. Because he Jesus was always there. At the big, even at the beginning, he was there. So... It says, the word says in 3, 1, he said, now this is Satan, he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? See, this is Satan's tactic. He loves to make us doubt what God said. So if he can get us to doubt that the Bible is true, then he wins. Now you don't have a relationship with God. And another thing that I hear all the time is um, that you don't like something that's in the Bible. You're, you, you, you don't believe the Bible. And I, when I ask, well, what is it that you don't believe? Well, I don't believe this or I don't believe that. And that's because you want to decide that it's not true. You're judging the word of God. Who are we to judge our creator? Does a building judge its builder or a painting judge its painter or a pot its potter? No. Then why would the creation think that it has the right to judge its creator? Don't listen to Satan's lies that the word is not true. Satan will come to you in your thoughts and try and change your mind and your heart. That's why I get so irritated when people say, well, this is my truth. Well, you know what? Your truth is flawed. You are a flawed human being. We are sinful in nature ever since the fall. And so we have to realize that Satan speaks to us in our thoughts. He actually talks to you in your own thoughts and tries to get you to turn away from God, from God's word, from God's sovereignty, this is his ultimate mission because if he can stop us from believing who God is or that the word of God is true, then he keeps us from having a relationship with God. This goes back to who God made us. We are eternal spirits. We are the children of God. We are meant to live 
forever. And our spirit actually does live forever. Now, we are only in this world with this body for a short period of time. But our spirits are eternal. And this is where a lot of people will say, well, and I've heard this so many times. Well, if God was a good God, then why would he send you to hell? He's not sending people to hell. We make those choices ourselves. We send ourselves to hell when we don't follow and, and get in right standing with God. We have a choice. We can live eternity. Our souls are eternal beings and we can spend eternity in hell by our own choices or we can spend eternity in heaven with the Father God and that is our choice. And that is the choice that he wants us to make. That is why we have free will, to choose him. He wants us to choose him every and everything. He wants us to choose him. We, he wants us to choose what he thinks about us. He wants us to choose to live our life the way he wants us to live our life. It's not about being, you know, a robot. He has angels that do his bidding. He doesn't need us to do his bidding. We have free will. The angels do not have free will. They have, they have to do the will of God. That is their entire purpose. We are eternal spirits. And the point is, is that we get to choose. Are we going to choose to go to hell by the way that we're living and refusing to acknowledge that God is sovereign and God is right and God is our creator? Or are we going to go to heaven and spend eternity with God in heaven where he has prepared a place for all of us? Now I'm going to go back to the Bible. God's word is important. We are children of God. And because of that, we are instilled with, meaning it is in our DNA, the attributes of God. We are instilled with the attributes of God. If what God says happens, because when he speaks, things change, things move, things he said, he said, let there be light and there was light. So if what God says happens and we are his children, his progeny, then what we speak also happens. This is why we should be so extremely careful with what we say. We can curse people by accident. We can, we can say things that harm others or ourselves. And what we are saying will happen. And Satan loves it when we say stupid things. Because that gives him the opportunity to say, oh, well, they said it so I can put my finger on it. And he can lead us astray in this way. This is why you will often hear me say, Lord, put a watch over my mouth lest I sin against you. This is biblical. When I say put a watch over my mouth, I'm saying put a watchman, a watchman, a watcher on the wall. To A watcher on the wall was a guard. This comes from Psalm 141.3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil so that I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. 
do not let me eat their delicacies. So when I say set a watch over my mouth, I'm saying set a watchman. It's kind of a short form. A watchman in Jerusalem, they would guard the gates. They, these watchmen were guarding the gates and they, they were watching to see what came in and what came out. And they were tasked with guarding the walls and guarding the gates of the city of Jerusalem to keep evil out. And that's what I'm asking for. Lord, keep evil out of my mouth. I realize that I'm unpacking a lot in this first introduction. You may need to listen to it more than once or back it up and, and listen some more. But we're getting, I'm getting ready to close it out. And uh, let me just end with this. John 14, 6. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if you don't believe what I say, please believe what he said. The Bible is God's love letter to mankind, and it is truth. And let's close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing through Acts of Grace Church and through me. Lord, bless your word with favor that wherever it lands in a person, that a seed is formed and it grows. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for this audience. And I thank you, Lord, for how you are moving. And I praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.